Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the E Chamber podcast, and it's glad to be. I'm glad to be back. I had this big plan of how I was going to release a bunch of sermons that I spoke over the summertime, and obviously, as I'm taping this on a cold November, it's obviously not summer anymore, or not even like fall. It's well, it's still fall. But anyways, um, good news of where I had my dis- the reason I had my disappearance, and that is because it was the birth of my son in September. His name is Noah Xavier Chambers. Uh, September the 14th so that happened and all that entails a newborn baby with the sleepless nights <laughs> um, all of that was adjustment but um, I'm glad to say that you know things are settled everyone's healthy and that's what matters so I am going to still release those sermons on podcast form and sometimes there'll be episodes in between where some different subjects But I remember I did speak a message called um, Crossing the Bridge of Sacrifice, and I'm going to be sharing that with you today. Because if there's anything anyone knows about parenting, whether you're a parent or not, is that it is sacrifice. Um, To have the relationship you want with your child, to be able to give for your child, there is a level of sacrifice. But that's not just true with parenting, that's true with other areas. So here's the message, crossing the bridge of sacrifice. I hope that it is uh, something that will be a blessing for you, something that will be helpful for you, and you'll get something out of it. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. Take care. I will get right into things because I believe God has a word for you. I already received it, (laughs) so now it's for you to receive the word. And I am going to be reading a text, Mark chapter 10, 17 to 27. So Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 27. And it reads, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running, running, and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he, and he, and he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about and said unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. And Jesus answered again and said, saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished at out of the measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? Jesus, looking on them, saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. 
all things are possible. I will just say right off the bat, the, um, the technicians uh, yesterday asked me for a theme. I gave them a theme. I got up to preach that theme, but <laughs> um, God gave me a different theme, a different direction to go. So it's not their fault <laughs> when I say I'm coming now with a different theme. And the theme is crossing the bridge of sacrifice. Crossing the bridge of sacrifice. Dearly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to minister. Lord, I do not take this lightly. I pray, Lord Father, any of my um, frailties, mistakes, my limited understanding, all of this, Lord Father, I put before you, and I pray you use me as a vessel to minister to your people, because it's not about me, it's about them, it's about the fact that you care enough for them, that not only have you given them life, but you are speaking words to them for today, for tomorrow, for their life, whatever it is, Father, I pray, Lord, for the individual, I pray for their hearts and their minds, that they're able to receive the word that you have for them, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Crossing the bridge of sacrifice. So I've testified before, and especially I tell um, the teens and young adults, because, you know, when you watch some of them, not all of them, some of them, you know some of them are into secular music. And I talk to them about it, but I cannot be too hard on them because I was there. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where sometimes when we talk about, you know, I'm always reminded and, and adults say, as you get older, don't forget when you were young. And I want to not forget that experience because when it came to secular music, I was in that stuff as well. I was in that stuff as well. I, it's, 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 <laughs> it's under the blood, but I was in that stuff. May I qualify that to say I was baptized at 11? So this was happening after I was baptized. <laughs> um, particularly, I was into hip-hop. I was into Jay-Z, and I used to listen to that a lot. Still showing up to church every week, but I used to listen to that. And I heard the sermons, and I heard the things, but then I qualify that. There's different ways you make, you, you work around it. You, you listen to the edited version, right? <laughs> Where they blur out the swear word, or you don't, you don't listen to it, um, you know, close to, on a Friday night, I wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> Maybe not the Sunday, but the Monday, I would listen to it. You know, in the morning before I read a Bible, I, don't, I make sure I read the Bible and I pray, do all that stuff before I listen to it. But I was into it a lot. And at some point in time, I just started to, though I heard sermons all the time, I just got unsettled in my spirit about doing it. There's something about when conviction reads your heart. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's an unsettling feeling that I just, there was a weight now every time I listened to it. And I realized at that point, I had to change. I also couldn't articulate it, but I started to preach, I started to do other things, and it's as if now in hindsight I can see it, but God was revealing to get into a deeper depth with me, you need to let go of this. So I had to sacrifice my pleasure and my enjoyment or whatever I was getting out of that to get to the next level of God. And I know that this is not the young rich ruler, and it might not be hip hop for you, but I don't know about you if you've experienced 
um, you could be fine and everything can be going okay, but there is something, there's something revealed in you where there's a deeper depth or there's something that God wants you to have. It could be spiritual, um, very spiritually mattered. It could be um, a student, could be a level of education. Husband and wife, it could be a depth in the relationship, like a deeper depth in your relationship. Whatever it is, it is possible that God has placed it in your spirit that you know it's for you to have. But then, sure enough, as you know that there's this thing you want, you have noticed that there is something in the way. And you realize the only way you can obtain that is by sacrifice. You have to cross the bridge of sacrifice. When we talk about sacrifice, now we think of different things. But back in biblical times, when they think about sacrifice, they think about bloodshed, you know, sacrificing on the altar. Sacrifice was a deep and important thing. It wasn't easy. And some of us, maybe, I don't know where your level's at, where you think about sacrifice, but I don't want you to get too scared and worked up about it. But it is powerful when you are able to sacrifice. There is something special that happens when you cross the bridge of sacrifice. I want to challenge you, what's on the other end of your sacrifice today? Whatever that thing is that you need to sacrifice, what's on the other end? I want us to look at this story, and I want to see if there's anything we can take from it, that we can look at Jesus' interaction with this run rich ruler. Because I would argue most of what he did to get to that bridge was right. And there's only one area that he fell short. But there are some areas for me, I didn't even reach to where this young ruler was. There's some areas that I'm still working on sacrifice. So we just want to dive in this together. Somebody say amen in the chat. <laughs> okay. So the context is this young rich ruler. And interesting enough, let me take a step back. When you look at this passage... The young rich ruler, he comes and he's um, inquiring about eternal life. And Jesus says, you know, um, I won't even get to the why do you call it our good because I want to stay on the sacrifice part. But then he comes to him and ultimately Jesus reveals based on um, the intentions of his heart or where he's at um, that the sacrifice, what he needs to get eternal life. That's on one end of this passage. On the other end, you have the disciples who talk about their sacrifice and all that they've given. In different versions, it reveals the details where they said, we've given up house, we give up homes, we've done all these things, and Jesus actually says, you're going to be rewarded. So if you look at it, we have the young rich ruler and we have the disciples, and Jesus actually invites this young ruler to sell all he has and come and follow him, similar to the call of the disciples. The only thing that separates the two at this point is the sacrifice. The disciples left all that they had to follow Jesus, and this young rich ruler didn't. Let's dive into a little bit of it and take a step back. The first I want to say is to sense the uneasiness. To sense the uneasiness. The Bible says this young rich ruler had a lot of possessions. So whatever, you know, when you say rich, any time, any era, I'd assume uh, a life of luxury, 
Like some nuts, maybe they didn't have a car, but maybe he had chariots, maybe he had servants, maybe, I don't know what he had, but he had many possessions. He was living life good. The Bible also says when he talks about keeping the commandments, Jesus doesn't rebuke him at that point. Jesus goes on. So we can at least assume while he is not perfect, he is living somewhat of a good moral standard character based on scripture, not based on philosophy, but based on scripture. So we already see this young ruler has a lot of things going for him. He's living a life he has, um, he's financially good. He's living moral character. And you can imagine rich men at that time, he could be doing all type of things. But yet, I suggest that there's a sense of uneasiness because even in his comfortable life, this young rich ruler could sense something was off. That is part of what's driving this passage because in this particular um, recount of it in Mark, he says he ran to Jesus. He ran to Jesus. And Jesus, if you read a little bit more, Jesus is busy. He's um, blessing babies. He's doing all type of things. So we can start to imagine that this young man in his comfortable, I don't know, palace, whatever, heard about Jesus, got up, didn't send a servant, got up and went and found Jesus. And we could even possibly guess or wonder, did he show up and Jesus was just sitting there by himself? No, because his disciples were around and maybe they were doing different things. Maybe he had to wait and find the right opportunity. Whatever the case was, we're seeing this effort putting um, for him to be able to get to Jesus because there's an uneasiness that, is it, that he's not just going to go home and just assume, and uh, let me just keep the commandments. There's an uneasiness that's driving him. And I want to propose to you that that's a good thing. That is a good thing. The, uh, the um, other side of it is he could be rich and just in ignorance that his life is good. Sometimes in this life of convenience and comfort, we are uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. But may I propose to you that feeling uneasy in your spirit is a blessing. It's a blessing that there, you can sense that something is wrong, something is off, because it is that uneasiness that could lead to revelation. It is that uneasiness that can lead to a blessing. It is that uneasiness that can lead you to the truth that something is wrong. When you think about our bodies, you know, many of us always want to be in great health. But every now and then, you feel a pain. You feel something with your body. And you know, if, you know, you go to the doctor and they do a checkup and sometimes there's something wrong where you have to take some medication or there's something wrong where you have to do something different and it, you're able to adjust everything and then the pain goes away. It is only because of the pain that you were able to know something was wrong. It was the pain that indicated that something greater was wrong. Sometimes the pain is just a symptom of the issue. It is not the issue. When you think about it, there are some people who actually have a disease where they do not feel pain. And for some of us, sometimes we think, well, that may be great. The problem is just because they're not feeling pain doesn't mean something isn't wrong. That's the danger in the disease. They could actually hurt themselves and not know it. Spiritually, sometimes I wonder if we're at that state. I wonder if 
we, we want to be at a state where we don't feel anything. But if you are close enough with God and by God's grace and mercy, the fact that we can feel convicted, sometimes when the preacher is speaking, sometimes in your own personal devotion, you can sense that something is wrong and that uneasiness could lead you to the breakthrough that you need. This young man had this issue and it drove him to Jesus, to have an interaction with Jesus. I wanna to propose to you today even though you may feel uneasy, even though you may feel uncomfortable, don't think that something's wrong. Don't make the devil think, don't let the devil convince you that something is off. It could be possible that you are on the breakthrough. You are on the point of a breakthrough in your life. That you are getting close to the bridge of sacrifice. This young man was at that place. The next point I want to talk about is the fact that he went to seek God. Seems simple. Seems simple. But think about it. How many people we see in this world who are uneasy for a good, good reason why they're uneasy. It could lead them to something good. But unfortunately, rather than seek God, they seek um, a way to ease that comfort in other ways. The uncomfortability that they felt, the, the uneasiness that they felt, it didn't drive them to God. Some people, it drives them to drinking. Some people, it drives them to lust-based things. Some people, it drives them to entertainment. Some people, let's say even church people, it drives them to church work. It drives them, it drives them to different things. A lot of us, sometimes this uneasy feeling, we go to things to numb it. We go to different ways to get rid of it rather than run to God. This young man, I, that's why I said there's two things we see already. He went to seek Jesus. And you have to keep in mind, I don't know how, how old this young man was. You don't know the age difference. We know Jesus' ministry. So Jesus, we know, was not on the earth for 50, 60 years. So he might have heard about Jesus, and he recognizes this unique opportunity to have face-to-face -face with one that can give me the answer that I want, that I need. That he could have a face-to-face, -face, and he went and he sought him out. But we have something better than this young man. We have the Holy Spirit residing in us. You right now can have a face-to-face, -face, an interaction where you can seek God. But so many times, how many, how many times you and I and others, instead of seeking God, we call somebody. Instead of seeking God, we go and we, we go to some way to numb it. You know, one thing I always try to challenge myself at, and I've gotten a lot better because as a youth leader, they will call you for advice. And, you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to give them some advice. And, and, you know, it could be well-meaning and intentional that I want to help them. But I've started to train myself to ask them, have you prayed about it yet? Have you sought God about this answer? What are, you, what are you getting in their spirit? Because I want to train them with the understanding that before you seek people, you need to seek God. Because even when somebody gives you an answer, it is God that is going to give you peace in your spirit about that situation. If you are feeling uneasy about something, it is God that is going to be peace into your heart. When it comes to the area of sacrifice, if God is revealing something that he wants you to have, it is God that is then going to give you the blueprint and the direction. But if you go to the wrong people, you fall at risk of getting bad advice. 
getting people's opinions, even if they use the Bible, even if they use scripture, they can lead you on a wrong path because it is God that is going to give you the answer of peace. It is God that's going to give you the solution. It is God that is going to give you the direction to cross the bridge of sacrifice. When you think about the story of Joseph, I like how um, when Pharaoh has a dream and Pharaoh brings Joseph into the room and then he says, are you able to give me the answer? Joseph knows the interpretation and he's going to speak, but Joseph is clear. It's not me that's going to give you the answer. It's God that's going to give you the answer. You see, even us as Christians, even if you, you have sound wisdom, you ought to make sure when you're giving advice to people, you pray and say, God, don't use my philosophy, my wisdom, anything. I want you to speak through me so that you can give people sound advice when people are looking for answers, for people are looking for solutions. But even before you go to people, you need to seek God. Similar like this young man, you see that he went out of his way, he went to find Jesus, maybe the answer is not going to come quickly, and maybe that's part of God's plan. Maybe you need to fast about it. Maybe you need to shut off the TV. Maybe you need to um, do a fast. I don't know what it has to be, but maybe you need to get some more time with God. And God's, God, it's not that God is not going to give you the answer, but sometimes the reason why God is not answering you quickly, because that is part of the sacrifice. How serious do you want the answer? How serious do you want to know? Because there is so much blessing that comes in just seeking God. There's a level of consistency you can get in your prayer life. There's a level of closeness that you can develop. There's a level of intimacy that you learn to understand his ear. Because when you talk about the uneasiness, we could think it's anxiety, depression, and all these type of things. But it could just be God. But if you are not close to God, if you're not seeking God... The enemy can creep into your mind and let you feel as though it is something wrong. So simply by seeking God, we can gain so much in crossing the bridge of sacrifice. So this young man, you're, you're, you're like, you're like natural. this young man seems like he's doing a lot right. He is. He had a sense of uneasiness and he didn't just stay in his riches. He went and he sought God. There is so much going on. But what was the challenge? What was the issue? Many people, their interpretation is the issue was he um, loved money. He had a lot of possessions. And it even says that in the passage. I'm not trying to say that. But we got to look a little bit deeper. Because the Bible says Jesus shared it to him. He was grieved. But what did he do in that state? When he was grieved, when he found out the truth, when Jesus revealed to him, the Bible says he went away. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. The mistake wasn't that there was this ugly truth in his heart. The, the issue was he didn't trust God with that ugly truth. I want to challenge you today. That's what the issue was. Because look a little bit further in the text. The disciple says, well, who can be saved? He doesn't say that it's impossible. He says it's hard. But he says, with man, it is impossible. With man's philosophy, with man's willpower, with man's issue, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. What would happen in that situation if that young man said, Jesus, to be honest with you, I love my money. <laughs> I love my possessions. But I love you. I'm going to stay with you. I need 
to know how to, I need to get rid of this because I still want eternal life. I still want you, but there's this hold on me. This, this money has this hold on me and I need, to, I need a breakthrough in my life. Jesus, I need you to help me. And whether he cried or whether he wept bitterly in front of God, Jesus could have handled that ugly truth and I believe that Jesus would have helped him through. The issue was that he did not trust Jesus with this impossible situation. And Jesus told his disciples, it's there in the text, all things are possible with me. But are you able to trust God with this ugly truth? What is that ugly truth that you are hiding from God when it comes to sacrifice? You, you want a better marriage, but there's an ugly truth that, is, that you don't want to sacrifice. You, you want a better marriage, but you don't want to spend more time with your spouse. That's the ugly truth. <laughs> um, students, you want to be a better student, but you love TV. That's the ugly truth. You want to get deeper in God, but you find the Bible's boring. Um, <laughs> you know, what is the ugly truth? Do you know, I do it, and I don't know about you, but we will be silly enough to get before God and God can read our minds and our hearts, and we know the ugly truth, and we still won't even profess it to him. But I'm saying that it's not that you can't get to that next level and cross that bridge of sacrifice, but you need to trust God with the ugly truth. Somebody type in the chat, ugly truth. What is that ugly truth? The Bible talks about a man. It's one of my favorite passages. He had a son that was demonically possessed, and Jesus and others were on the Mount of Transfiguration. He came to the disciples, and they couldn't heal him. And Jesus comes down, and then Jesus like, Ken, you do believe I can do it? And the man presented the ugly truth. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe that is powerful. I believe that is a state of honesty that we all need to get to. Your prayer life becomes real when you can tell God the ugly truth. You can say, God, I, I want to be a Christian, but sometimes I don't want to be a Christian. God, I want to get a better prayer life, but there's a stronghold in this temptation that I love. God, I want to be in better shape, but I love food. God, I want to get um, into my Bible, but i rather watch two hours of TV than read um, five minutes of the Bible. Whatever the ugly truth is, your breakthrough is admitting that truth. You may have challenges. We all have this flesh, and this flesh will get a hold of us at times. But you don't give room for the spirit when you are hiding this ugly truth. When you are able to bear, bear, for, bear before God and say, Lord, it's me again, Lord. This is the problem. This is the issue. God can begin to work on your behalf and help you to cross the bridge of sacrifice when you gave the honest truth. I want to challenge you with one other area. You see, Jesus came at the Garden of Gethsemane. There was a sacrifice that he was going to do. It was a sacrifice of salvation that we all needed. And Jesus presented this ugly truth. He said, God, if it's possible, if it's possible, you talk about ugly truth, the weight of salvation, everything is depending on Jesus. He had told his disciples and everyone that he was going to do this sacrifice. And just at the moment, he's saying, God, if there's another way, if there's another way, he presented the ugly truth. But he said, not my will, but yours be done. And the Bible says that the angels came in and attended to him and it helped Jesus to cross that bridge of sacrifice. And because Jesus crossed that bridge of sacrifice, we are able to have salvation today. What is at the other end of your sacrifice? I'm going to close. I'm going to pray. 
and I don't know what that area is. I don't know what that issue, I don't know what that situation is for you. You know what it is. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you have to start off by saying, God, I feel an uneasiness. Seek God and let him reveal it to you. And then when God reveals that ugly truth, don't hide it from him. You may not be able to tell your friends, your loved ones, people close to you, but you can tell God. You can tell God the ugly truth. You can go into the closet. I love how the Bible says it. It says, go into the closet and shut the door. <laughs> it doesn't say just go into the closet, but make sure you shut the door behind you. <laughs> and you tell God what the ugly truth is, what the situation, what is the issue. I want to pray for you right now that whatever that closed closet prayer you have to do, that God helps you and his grace will be able to help you cross that bridge of sacrifice. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to minister. Lord, you know who is listening, whether in this moment or another time. Father, you know the uneasiness they may be feeling in their spirit. It could be an area of deep spiritual concern. It could be an unsaved person who is uneased with their status with you. Father, I pray you minister to that person, understanding that you had paid the ultimate sacrifice that they can receive eternal life. They don't need to clean up everything. They just need to accept you. And by your grace, they can trust you with the ugly truth of their life. They can say, Lord, I, I want to serve you, but I still love the world. I love the world, and I don't know if I'm going to do it. They can trust you with it. Father, I pray you minister to that unsaved person right now. I pray, Lord, Father, for the believer. You know the area it is, whatever it could be. It could be a marriage that, that they need to cross a bridge of sacrifice for it to be better. It could be parents that need to cross a bridge of sacrifice um, to, to um, help be there for their children. It could be as in, in a person's individual spiritual life. It could be a stronghold or a temptation or something that is blocking them from growing into a deeper spiritual depth of you. Whatever it is, Father, I pray you first reveal it. I pray you trouble their spirit. I I pray you don't grant them peace, Lord Father, until you understand knowing that whom the Lord loveth, he chases them, and that, that, that this uncomfortable feeling is not a sign that you don't love them, but it is in fact that you do love them. Father, I pray you minister to them right now. I pray, Lord Father, you give them a desire to seek you because he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. Lord Father, they can be filled with your spirit. They can be filled with the revelation and understanding of their life. They can be filled with grace to be able to get past this issue. Father, I pray you minister to them right now. I pray you continue to be with us. Whatever the temptation, whatever the sacrifice, I pray you help us to cross that bridge of sacrifice in Jesus' name. God bless.